0: But finding myself in this in this world of ultra luxury is more psychology than anything because people's behavior and what they're most drawn to in this arena is what I find so fascinating about it.
1: What's up futurists? This is Michael Sicon, founder and creator of Our Future, the business podcast for young people delivering exclusive insights and career advice from the brightest minds in business for you, the listener, so you can unlock your future. Before we kick things off here just want to make sure you're all subbed up to our future newsletter where we connect you with the ideas trends and mindsets defining modern success in business and our issue coming out this sunday is all about career advice for 2021 we're going to take everything we've learned from the students who've landed their dream jobs and we're going to reflect on it to inspire you to pursue your dreams in 2021 today i'm bringing you a fascinating interview with Shamina Bas president and CEO of Shamina Boss Communications. It's one of the leading marketing firms in ultra luxury and ultra high net worth product categories. Her clients include Triton Submarines, which we featured in episode 64, Ferrari, Bell Helicopter, a bunch of different alcohol brands, hospitality, even yachts. Let's dive into ultra luxe, with Shamine. Shamine, pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, the first question that I ask all the founders, executives that I bring on this podcast is when you were my age, when you were 20, can we wind back the clock and kind of get to where you were in your headspace? What did you see for yourself in terms of your career when you were my age?
0: Oh my goodness. that's Let's see at this age if I can even remember that age, but 20. So when I was 20, I was a professional dancer, Um, You say that word in America and sometimes you get an eyebrow, but I literally went to performing arts school in London. Um, It was a really strong musical theater program, but very, very um, dense with ballet. So I I danced there and then came to the US. I landed here when I was 18 and knew I would never go back, that I loved America so much, almost immediately. Um, So at 20, I think I was already, uh, I came over just to get my equity card. Um, and I, you know, I was thinking at the time when I first came that I would, or, or when I headed here, that I would go back and go into the West End. But as I said, I, I fell in love and decided never to go back. Um, so, but I started on a cruise ship, believe it or not, just to get that equity card. And um, then I went on from there, worked for a producer that was based in Miami and danced in um, Montreal, uh, the Chateau Champlain. And then down in Argentina, I was the lead in a very big show down there. Um, so yeah, that's what I was doing. So what was my, what was my approach was my headspace. I mean, I just, I loved the outlook of Americans. I loved how positive and upbeat they were. So I knew this is where I wanted to be.
1: So you were, you were dancing around on cruise ships, you were
0: <laughs> traveling <laughs> yes.
1: the world, hanging out with a, a certain, certain type of, 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 uh, of crew. How did that translate into a passion for marketing? When did that kind of make your way? make its way into your career path?
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I think that it always was there. I grew up um, in an environment. My mum had a beautiful bed and breakfast. And it's funny because very recently, a, a book idea came to me um, that I'm gonna start working on over Christmas since we won't be traveling anywhere. I going to work on it over the holidays. But, um, it comes down, I think, to experience and customer experience. And when I look back on the environment I grew up in, my mother always used to say, they come as guests and they leave as friends. Um, and, and recently I realized that what I'm doing and what has taken shape in this, this niche that I have, this business that I have, is just all about experience. And so, yes, it's, it's, it's communications as well. We do communications, we do partnerships, but it's all about the idea that you offer people who can choose anything, really, this money-can't-buy experience that has all of the magic dust that leaves them feeling like they're part of something really special. So so I think, you know, that, it's funny, but it's all summed up, you know, and it takes me back to my mum's bed and breakfast, but we don't have enough time, or indeed a good bottle of wine between us right now for me to tell you the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> but, But the truth of the matter is that, I think each of those pieces, even the, uh, the exposure to um, the, the dance world and and what I was doing there has built upon the core of this idea. It, it was all of those pieces compounded and the experiences that, I'd had, that I've had that lead me to where I am today with trusted with, you know, some of the most incredible brands in the world. I feel very, very honored and fortunate to be doing that.
1: Absolutely. So you're talking about grassroots training. You were fascinated by the experiences that brands could deliver. So- to kind of make your way into the highest level of experiences offered to consumers, which is in like the luxury, luxury marketplace, right? Did you go and like work for a mentor in marketing? Did you go work for agencies or did you kind of just dive straight in starting your own marketing firm?
0: No, I never worked at a marketing agency or a PR agency. In fact, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I read a few books. Um, but um, one of my ex-husbands and I had uh, were in the restaurant business and um, I, I just realized that he when I started um, dating him, I realized that he didn't sort of generate this buzz about you know he, he had great food, he had a great environment, beautiful design um, but there wasn't really a buzz about the place and there uh, it wasn't sort of drawing the level of people that it could that you know quite frankly and you know in marketing you're looking you have you sort of define your customer and if your customer, um in the restaurant business is one that chooses quality and, and experience over how much an item on you know the menu costs, then you're in a good position. you know so you need more of those ideal customers as we call them. So working on the other side of it, I worked with agencies, wrote checks to agencies that would bring a lot of what I call the people that show up for the free martinis. you know they they come for the opening or they come for the party and then they go off on their way and they're not warm qualified bodies. And so um, I think for me, it, it's interesting the niche I'm in. And I think the niche is part psychology because I'm so fascinated by people. And I'm really fascinated by people that have, like you, um, that have built great companies, you know, that that are, that have taken an idea and and um, burst it and then just sacrifice in some cases, everything to pursue that dream. And so I'm fascinated by people like that. So I want to be around people like that. But finding myself in this, in this world of ultra luxury is more psychology than anything because people's behavior and what they're most drawn to in this arena is what I find so fascinating about it. And so seeing the brands that engage with this sort of consumer, again, that can choose anything, but will choose one or two brands or three or four brands, in some cases, um, that they align with and they build a relationship with the CEO and the chief engineer and the designer and you know, all these sorts of people, they feel close with them as if they're part of that as it's growing um, and as they, as they grow in the company too. Um, and so many of the companies we're with, you know, they'll buy 15 or 20 cars, you know, and they start to build more and more of a relationship and they, they are part of the family.
1: You have clients like Bell Helicopter and even Ferrari of North America, yacht makers, designers.
0: Big toys. Lots of big
1: toys. Lots of (laughs) you clearly like big toys. I, I do as well. However, the our future brand isn't necessarily in the kind of hyper luxury space. So what can like brands not in this industry learn from the very special companies that you work with?
0: It's funny, back to my idea that came to me recently that I'm gonna work on over Christmas. It's about tailoring the experience. The more personalized an experience can be, the more incredible it is and the more loyalty that that customer feels with the brand. So I'll give you a quick example. The the, the reason this idea came to me was because during the COVID process um, or COVID environment, I should say, taking your dog to the vet is 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 not quite what it used to be you don't go inside you don't wait you don't snuggle with your dog in between while they're being seen you pull up outside you call the phone number they come outside and take your dog treat the dog and then bring the dog out and back in the car and off you go so it's a very impersonal and cold experience i was put on hold for five minutes and then the call was dropped the woman on the phone sounded so incredibly irritated and, and didn't know what my dog was there for. And this, this little process went on and on. Um, very, very frustrating experience. And I was thinking, gosh, how different it would have been if they were expecting me, they knew that Luca was coming back. You know, all these little various things that were so simple and got me thinking about um, doctor's experiences, going into a doctor's office. If, if you can anticipate certain little specific things and it's not difficult to do there are so many incredible crm systems out there that allow you to track information about your customers that they tell you that just recognizing something personal about about them or anticipating their arrival and being able to speak to them on the phone as if you know they're coming little things like that so it's back to again how can you personalize
1: these aren't them but i'm shipping out sweatshirts for our brand over the next week and i'm thinking of writing like a a note or something you know just trying to you're trying to be a bit more personal, I'm sure that's that's a piece of advice that you would give. I think Just, that
0: would be absolutely. If it can, it doesn't even need to be a personal. If it can look like a personal note, you know, and and yeah. you can print them off because I'm sure you're going to be selling lots and lots and lots of these cool sweatshirts. But um, if if you can make it feel personal, yes, absolutely, and and your signature on the bottom of it—that this is—it means something to you that they're wearing, you know, it's a hug from you. They're wearing your your sweatshirt is is um, is is a great way to approach it. You know, one, one thing that is just so brilliant about what you're doing in your blog, uh, never mind the networking events, is that you are the future consumer of all the brands that I work with, that that, um, that are emerging now still, and it's some incredible ones, you know, one close to your heart as well. All of these brands are trying to figure out how to better engage with you because you're so difficult, you're more difficult to reach than than your dad in that you're less engaged in person, you're less likely to show up to an event. You're, you'll engage on social, you know, you're sort of in your own room, you're disconnected from, from them in person. And how do they get you to show up to something? So all of these brands, um, you know, are so eager and so keen to connect with you and to listen to you and to understand what's most important to you. Um, I'm on the board of a, um, a council in, 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 at NYU. Um, and so right, we- I saw
1: that. And yeah I, luxury marketing yeah. something like that it's,
0: it's amazing that to be with these students and listen to uh, you know what they're thinking about and what's most important to them and I worked with a group of them um, right before um, all our worlds turned upside down in March um, in putting together a study of what your generation thinks about the brands that you know myself your dad you know people our age, know very well and aspire to what brands, when we what, got, brands
1: what brands are you thinking of here are you thinking of like the ultra luxury brands we're just talking yeah, about right, the right, biggest exactly.
0: brands right exactly okay. so okay. there so there are people like you who are well on your way to major fame and fortune and how are those brands connecting with you now? Are they even important to you now? Are they relevant to you now? In the old days, you know, having a photo, having a poster of a Ferrari up on your bedroom wall and dreaming of that and knowing that one day when you built a company, you'd have, you know, your first Ferrari uh, was important then, but is it important now? So um, that was, that was a really interesting study to do. We got the results back right before, um, right before March. Well, actually it was right after, um, I think it was the, the end of March that we got the results back. So we haven't really properly shared that that study, but it was a really interesting one. So-
1: Obviously the products in which you work with and work to market uh, a lot, of, it's like very much in person, like you're talking about, like going to these cocktail parties and these car launches and Pebble Beach and Quail, obviously you have familiarity with all of those. Yes. So how, how is this how is this remote paradigm? In terms of the ways in which you meet and interact with customers in hyper luxury.
0: Yeah. So two, two things, um, one digitally speaking. Yeah. In fact, the, the, the reason I uh, came to know you was because of the JP Morgan program I put together with, you know, a variety of that, the concept was the future, future mobility. Um, and, and the concept was to bring together those that really are at the forefront of that, um, and leading the way forth. As you know, and so that's that bringing that group together. With such an appealing topic, and then marketing that that in a very exclusive way to J.P. Morgan's top customers um, was a great way to put them these brands in front of uh, in front of uh, this audience, whilst you know while it was whilst it was open to a larger group than than maybe able to attend a very small dive experience on a Triton submarine. Or a racing experience in a Draco, um, it, it, it still was a, an extremely qualified audience. But the other way that we pivoted um, that has been very successful, I won't name the company, um, but it's an automotive company um, that had a very specific uh, car that was coming out. Um, we weren't able to do a proper launch of that car in, um, in the traditional sense um, and run the sorts of experiences um, that we typically do with these cars. And so the company approached me and said, all right, if we gave you four of them in the Hamptons, what would you do with them? Um, And (laughs) so we developed a program um, after I stopped racing each one of them around the roads in the Hamptons (laughs) myself. Exactly. So we developed a white glove, a drop off 48 hour loaner program where we hand delivered the car in a, you know, with masks and, you know, sanitized car and, um, COVID tested product specialists that would go in and explain to the, uh, recipients, you know, all the details about the car. And then it would be there for 48 hours. Amazing. We would pick up the car, and that's sanitize. Where, that's start where you are whole, right
1: now. Yeah. You're in the Hamptons too right now, right?
0: Yes, I am. Yes. Yes, I am. Nice. So this program was incredibly successful and, and, uh, meaningful to, to the brand in particular in terms of sales. Um, so, so that was an exciting one. And we did, um, I think, 48, 48 loaners, if I'm not mistaken, over the months. Um, and we also arranged for a private test drive experience as well at a private members club. But um, those sorts of programs have allowed us to operate. We'll wow. put those um, you know qualified individuals in the car that are prospects, but just you know have been sitting, sitting at home and not doing very much, and certainly wouldn't consider attending any sort of event.
1: So I guess to, to round the edges, been a really interesting, fascinating, absolutely intriguing combo with you. What's your piece of, what's your piece of career advice to a young person, like launching their career right now?
0: Look, I, I when I'm standing in front of the second year MBA, MBA program at NYU, and I've done the same at Wharton, um, you know, that was absolutely mind boggling because you know, I, I grew up in Wales. I didn't go to college, I went to a performing arts school. I came over here, fell in love with everything that America is about and thought, I can figure this out. I can, you know, I can conquer America. I can do what I want to do. When I'm interviewing people, I want to know what they have experienced. And it's very, very different if you can describe an experience that you've had working within a company from start to finish or that you were hands-on. I'm not talking about working in a company where you're making coffee and picking up dry cleaning in the old days of interning. Yeah. But whatever you can do to get hands-on experience in some of the most incredible companies that seem to be in the direction you want to go, is the thing to do as much as you possibly can. Intern, beg for a two-week, whatever it might be, and get the experience hands-on with with someone who will show you the difference from you know the factual learning information versus the reality of what actually happens on the ground.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard an interview with Shamina Boss, President and CEO of Shamina Boss Communications, one of the highest luxury marketing firms on this planet, sharing some awesome career advice and the perspective of a marketer in a very niche and very fascinating area of the marketing world. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We have more amazing content dropping next week with a careers episode, a student entrepreneur, and obviously more incredible executives and entrepreneurs at the highest level. So super hyped you guys are rocking with our future. As always, stay frosty. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you can just make a little bit of time for it would appreciate it a bunch it really does
0: help and thanks again see you guys later